This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. We saw on Friday that U.S. maybe said we turned the corner. They didn't. It's not just about tonight. And anyone at home sitting at home saying it's about the game against Trinidad Tobago, 100% unequivocally, it is not about tonight. It is a complete embarrassment when you look at CONCACAF for the amount of resources and the amount of money that is put into our sport. I said, here's what I said. If you can't beat Panama at home and you can't beat Trinidad on the road, you don't deserve to go to the World Cup. The life of me... I don't understand. And I heard some people even during the broadcast say, well, the players need to know the results. The results are simple. Take care of business. Get a point. You're in. You're in. The fact is, though, Max, it's not about tonight. It's not about Jurgen Klinsmann. It's not just about Bruce Arena. As a whole, U.S. soccer is not prepared. So a lot of people on social media right now want to say it's Jurgen Klinsmann's fault. It's Bruce Arena's fault. It's Daniil Galati's fault. By the way, as an ex-player, every single one of those players, they can take some nightmares yep. for the rest of their lives because this is an utter embarrassment with the amount of money that is in Major League Soccer and in this sport. You can't get a draw, a tie against Trinidad? Max, you don't deserve to go to the World Cup. If this failure does not wake up everyone from U.S. soccer to Major League Soccer, from pay to play to broadcasters to everything, then we're all insane. When I have talked about this off camera, well, guess what? I see that little red light. It's on. And I'm going to bring it up right now. The The globe should have been off years ago. We should have been having real criticism. And the discussion after Brazil, Max, was can we beat the Colombians and the Belgians and the Argentinas of the world? Are you kidding me? We can't beat Trinidad on a field that's too wet and too heavy? (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing? This is the discussion that's being had. It's it's remarkable to me when I go in this stupid thing right here at how ignorant people are when the rest of the world, Belgium played Bosnia on a cow pasture. But we can't play in Trinidad with water in the field. Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espanation and What's the Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 244, The Pyramid of Darkness. Oh, God. I just realized how much that title can mean. There's like, <laughs> like four different things I could think off the top of my head you can relate to. <laughs> we need a pyramid, uh, everybody. Uh, so Pat is maybe here at some point when we're recording. We don't know. He's, uh, we're hoping he's going to show up in some form on this episode because he does have a lot to talk about. Yes. First, though, we're, we're, since, since he's our U.S. guy, we're going to try to hold off for him. For now, though, we're going to talk Red Bulls. So, start off with Red Bulls' first win in over two months. And Lord knows how many games, probably like 10 or so, because I, I lost track at some point. 3 nothing over Vancouver. No red cards like I said there would be, so I didn't get anything right in my prediction. <laughs> I was at least hoping for I was at least hoping for a red card at some point to, to be something right, but oh well. So let's start with the tweets, because I know there's like one. Yeah. Uh well, you know, this is what happens when they I'm kind of surprised because we hadn't won a game in a while, so you'd figure after a win, right? Like like cathartic release of the win. Yeah, because let me tell you, there were a couple tweets after Tuesday night. Well, just a couple, just a couple. Understandably, just a few tweets. But and uh, and, and we said a couple of our own on top of that. Sure. 
Um, this is actually a question to us from Wayne Harrison, who is uh, WHarrison83 on the Twitter. Interesting. Should Marsh rest key players for the remaining two matches or try to build momentum or try to build some momentum? What, what say you now that they've clinched the playoff spot? Uh, absolutely do not rest players. You only have two games in two weeks. It's not like you're looking at the stretch they went through where all these losses where you had three games a week. So you play your players, you keep them in form. Because God knows they had not been informed before this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, absolutely going to agree, especially for this home game, because there is a slight chance that they could move up in the standings. They can max the max points they can get is 52 points. Okay. Um, so that's as, the best they can get is fourth place. That of course would mean Chicago couldn't win. Columbus can't win. Um, I was trying to find the schedule if they're playing each other, but whatever. So I think what you're going to say is this game. Absolutely. You're starting your starters hands down. We see how this game's go, how this game goes, other results around the league. If they have the chance to climb up a little bit, then in DC, I yeah, again, they're going to play all their guys. Uh, if not, if they're going to be kind of stuck in that position, then I could see maybe a few players playing a short amount of time, maybe not getting a full break, but maybe definitely uh, playing a half or so. Well, the, the only reason not to play players in DC is because that building may literally fall down. Yeah, you don't want anyone getting injured. Because God knows that the last game DC United plays there, something's falling. Like there's concrete fell during the United States game. I guarantee you something's going to break during that game. Especially when they're expecting, you know, a, a gigantic crowd for the last game. Yeah, they're talking like what twenty thousand, I think. Right. So, so they're trying to sell, and they're trying to sell as much as possible. So I know they wanted to get up to like forty if they could. I mean, forty are asking for the building to implode on itself. I mean, I was I was in the second deck there for a United States game, and I thought that ship was going to break that day. Like, I can't imagine people rooting for a team that actually isn't that great and how bad that could get. But it's I, funny looking at the standings. You talk about the Red Bulls possibly jumping up a spot. Chicago's only one back in Atlanta, of Atlanta. Right. We are four back at Columbus. So it's very possible that in these last two weeks, of course, that would mean the Rebels have to win two games in a row, which it, we know is unlikely at this point, but it is possible. And we would actually end up in the same situation anyway, just in different positions. Because if Chicago Atlanta flip and we flip with Columbus, we're still playing in Atlanta just as a five seed instead of a six seed. Right. Uh, well, so. uh, trying to look. Goal differential. Uh, now I think we're pretty much boned there. I don't know if it'd come down to that, but yeah, well, uh, we we actually we could beat Columbus on goal difference right now because we're up by two on that. Yes, Columbus short. Chicago, no way, Jose. No. no, no. <laughs> Do you think Chicago is going to stay stagnant for two weeks? That's not happening. Right. So I guess that would be the tiebreaker, right? That'd be the first tiebreaker is goal differential. Uh, yeah, because they, they, you know, we've heard what everybody else in the world uses at some point. Okay, so, so yeah, more than likely the best they can finish is realistically is maybe fifth. Because because pie in the sky dreams is tying for fourth and somehow beating Chicago on a tiebreaker after making up eleven goals. Right. Which I guess anything's possible with these season negative twenty four goal difference, but still. Right, but yeah, I mean, again, it's it's unlikely. I think we can all probably expect to to be here. Finishing sixth place and uh, a good chance of having to go down Atlanta. That would be a real treat. The best thing we can hope for, honestly, is beating Atlanta. So this way they drop the four. And yes. We're playing Chicago. Right. And so, not have to deal with the, uh, the madness of that place. Playing Atlanta in their first playoff game of their first season, that would just be a situation you don't want to be in. Yeah. Fitting for our team, though, right? Wouldn't that be fitting for the Red Bulls? Isn't well, yeah. that right where they belong? It, it would be. And I, I'm going to say this in a reverse reverse jinx kind of way, but like, it'd be the most Metro thing ever to go into the game they expect to lose like that and win. Right. Because why the fuck not, right? 
eh, we played in their all their fans in opening game, right? Same stadium, which was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No problem. Indoors on artificial turf. And, and knock on wood, we'll have Royer, right? So no problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, we won't have to play Yankee Stadium until maybe the second round, if even in the second round. So Right. Or if we actually have to play in Yankee Stadium. But we will get to that later. That's coming up. That's later in the show. That's called a tease. Yes. Like everyone doesn't know what we're talking about, but still. No. Um. So, anyway, let's talk about the game against Vancouver. I know this is going to sound weird. I have stuff to complain about because I haven't been here for two weeks. Hmm. So, I need to kind of pile yeah. the two weeks into this one. Uh, but against Vancouver, you have complaints? I actually do, yes. Okay. So, uh, I'll let you go first, though. 3 nothing win against Vancouver. What did you dislike about it? Unimas. Unimas. I and you say you say that with next week possibly be on I hate it. I despise it. I hate it so much. Uh, the channel stinks. I can't find. First of all, it's not on one cable uh, system that I that I watch games on. Sometimes, okay, it's not on there. It doesn't exist. I have Directv. Yeah, it's on there. You cannot change the the uh, SAP button. Does not work. Is it the whole point of the of Unimos was they had the whole SAP button to go back right. to English? Does not work. And in this game, um, I'm trying to remember the the cable network. Oh, I th- believe Xfinity. No, sir, did not work. Uh, so I'm just I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Unimos. Uh, their Facebook live feeds with their bad commentary and sometimes oh, poor oh, camera angles. It's just, yeah, it's just the absolute worst. It's so bad. There's no. It's like there's no good way to watch them. I just, I'm, it's I'm why, sorry. I'm, with the audio off. Or yeah. actually, you know what? Well, you know what would have been best is if you could have synced up that with the Red Bulls radio. On That'd be great, right? Because then at least you get the video and you get the audio from the from the radio call. Yeah, but it's – I hate I it. I thought of I, that because my biggest complaint about that stupid broadcast on Facebook was fucking Q Park, whoever the fuck he is. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Apparently, he's some Instagram star who who belittled himself okay. to be on Unimos' Facebook feed. And he's, st- he's sitting in front of the South Ward the whole time talking about how it's his first Red Bulls game. He doesn't know what's going on. Oh, no, sorry, first MLS game. He doesn't know what's going on. And they're calling him Clueless Park. And, and, like, every time they go to him, it's just, like, him saying, yeah, I don't know anything, and it looks like everything's going good, and blah, blah. Like, what the fuck? That's I professional. Understand, I understand that the Facebook Live stuff for Unimos isn't meant to be a traditional broadcast. It was an experiment. But between Q fucking Park and talking about goddamn bow ties <laughs> and just... Everything, I'm I I am pretty sure at least like thirty percent of that game was not. They were not talking about the game itself. They're talking about fashion or cute fucking Parker, whatever. And of course, they brought up the fucking Robles in the Open Cup thing. That was a month ago at this, or, or close to a month ago at this point. Why are we still dwelling on that? I I don't know. Oh. Should I? I mean, should I mention Dax real quickly in that? Why does a certain person who uh, does color commentary for ESPN have to mention Dax McCarty and why he's missed on the Red Bulls instead of what he's doing off of the Chicago Fire? I mean, I I guess narratives okay. are a thing. But I say this as a guy who watches wrestling. I feel like wrestling storytelling at least makes more coherent sense at, at points than sports broadcasting. And yeah. That's saying and, and seriously, I... You know, I watch the game in Spanish and it's, it's totally fine. Like, it doesn't really matter the language of watching soccer. You can watch it in absolutely any language. But, but you know, the only issue is if something happens, I'm hoping someone's going to talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't know what's going on. So that's really the only issue, but it's just, it's just overall bad. I mean, their English broadcasters are, ugh. Brutal. Because it's, what is it, Ramsey Sandoval is like trying to be an English version of a Spanish commentator, so he 
has to wind up the goal call all the time. Yeah, and it's oh, it's no good. And he pronounces names like Lobes Rob. Like he rolls the R in Robles. Like it's Spanish. It's not Spanish. He's from fucking Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and, and I think when BWP was about to score a goal, uh, the color I think it was the color guy goes, "Oh, this is a goal." Uh, maybe it was, or maybe it was the play, maybe it was him doing play by play. He goes, "This is a goal." I'm like, I didn't even shoot the ball yet. I mean, thankfully, yeah, it was a goal. But you look really stupid if the goalie made a save there. It's like Tony Romo being a, an analyst for or for Fox, but Romo actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And, oh, and let me just say really quick: the only reason I know what they said in English because I I did watch the highlights, of course. So no, the highlights were in English. That's the only reason I knew. How bad they were messing up. Oh, and pet peeve, by the way. So, Facebook, they provide a Facebook Live, but there's a 48 hour blackout on MLS Live. What the fuck, MLS? Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's a national broadcast, man. That apparently can go on for free on Facebook. So, <laughs> anyway, time to have a. Well, actually, so. You have a dislike on the field? Is that what's going to happen here? Sort of. So I'm going to go a little heel Kevin Owens for a second. Mm-hmm. Red Bulls. Good job doing what your fucking job is. Only took you two goddamn months to finally realize you could score goals and play defense at the same time. Against a team that was missing at least two starters to international duty and flew across the country and time lag and all that crap, like where was this against DC? Where was it against Philly with uh, with a B team? And why, why is it that all of a sudden Warrior comes back as an automatic starter, but Gonzalo Verón, while Warrior is out, does a fucking fantastic job whenever he's on the field and gets nothing in terms of starting? Why are we at this fucking point with Verón? If you're done with him, just be done with him. You should transfer him during the summer. At least get more money that you're not going to spend and be done with it instead of having him along as a distraction because people keep talking about him when he's on the field. Yes, he's scoring goals. But still, if you're not going to use him as a starter, why the fuck is he even here? Because Jesse likes him as that first substitute. That It's just the way the team plays. It's just the way they play the lineup is that that's the guy he's going to be. We're it's, paying DP money for a 60-minute off-the-bench guy. That's great. It seems that way, yeah. It really does. But seriously, like, I, I really wish I was able to be here the last two weeks. I really wanted to rip into the team for everything. I just don't understand this team. We we almost backed into the playoffs. Like, we got – right now, the only reason we clinched – was because Orlando City was not was not allowed to have FC Dallas forfeit for use of an ineligible player. Yeah, because they would be at forty. Okay, they would be at forty two points and have a, a mathematical shot at clinching a playoff spot. Yeah, yep. But no, the Red Bulls and and the, the two weeks ago, this is what I was going to say. We were. We were Mon- or we were Mexico circa 2013 and qualifying for the World Cup, where everybody above us was helping us stay alive. That's how I viewed this team. Like they're going to make the playoffs because everybody else is going to help them out. Yep. And you finally did your fucking jobs and played some defense against a team that, that was shorthanded. Yeah, just imagine if they did that against DC. Just imagine. Then it would have been six nothing against DC. Yep. So yeah, they they played well. Actually, no, I'm not even gonna say well. They played they played good against Vancouver, and I say good because of the time difference for Vancouver. The the players they're missing. Vancouver only has 51 points. They're only five points better than us. In <laughs> their first place. <laughs> if we were sitting in the Western Conference, we would be fifth. Well, we'd be six because FC Dallas is at 43. But we'd be like right in the thick of it. Like, we would mathematically have a shot at number one in the West right now. Yeah. So you An wanna... expansion team is better than every single team in the Western Conference. 
Yeah, we have there are four teams in the East that legitimately would be first in the West right now. Yep. And one that's one point away, and us who is five points away. We technically have a mathematical shot at being. And this is the the weirdest thing about MLS this year. We technically have a mathematical shot at hosting MLS Cup if we made it. Because of points. Could, we could finish ahead of, of Vancouver because we are only five points back. So if we get all six and Vancouver at zero, we could, in theory, be ahead of every other team in the Western Conference and therefore no Western Conference team would host MLS Cup. That would be silly. It would. And just imagine how much sillier that would sound if the Red Bulls did their fucking job for two months in a row. Because we could be sitting easily at like 55, 57 points. Yep. And being like second in the East right now. But we're not because the team couldn't do its fucking job for two months. They didn't, until this game, they didn't win a game of regulation since Orlando City in August. I'm going to call it Royer Gate because once he went out, that was it. Now he's back. Look what's happening. But we still, he was in, wasn't he in the whole game against, uh, not DC. Who did play right after DC? Shit, I can't even remember. Oh, uh, Toronto. Well, Toronto's Toronto. Right. That's, come on. You got to, you got to throw that one away. Which, by the way, when that hit 4 2, I was like, okay, this game's going to hit 5 2 because that would just be perfect symmetry of us winning our first shield, being Chicago 5 2. Us losing mm-hmm. 5 2 for Toronto. Like, that would just have been perfect. Well, but, thankfully it didn't happen. The only way I'm going to be even 75% confident in this team right now is if they beat Atlanta by at least two. Because that tells me that they're they're at least somewhat back. Until then, I still don't trust this team. I don't even trust them going down to D.C. on the, on the season finale. Oh, I don't either. I, I think if that was if this was just any other end of the season game, I wouldn't sweat it too much. But come on, it's the only game DC cares about at this point. It's the only game they probably cared about halfway through the season. Yeah. So that's where my frustration comes from: is the last two months and the fact that we can finally do something when all of a sudden Warriors back in the lineup. Speaking of, should we get to Lakes? Was there anything you liked about a 3 nothing win, Jay? Was there anything you liked about a 3 nothing victory? That we actually won? <laughs> That's that it? That's all, we're, that's all we're saying? We finally clinched the playoff spots. So we can be done with this back into it crap for the next two <laughs> weeks. I, you don't want to give the love to, to uh, Tyler Adams like I do? I mean, I would have loved to get Tyler Adams to love two weeks ago when he scored two goals, but I look what happened there. So I'm, I'm reserving. Oh. I'm still, I, I am still too pissed off about the last two weeks that I couldn't be here. That's still too much in the back of my head to give props to the team. Don't get me wrong. Adams played great. I, I love the fact that he's here, but I also know in two years he's gone. At this rate. Yeah. So I'm not getting too excited because I have I did it once with Miazga. Maybe if we recorded this show Sunday night, we would have been happier. That's also a possibility. Right? We would have been living, living large Sunday night. That's uh yeah, I didn't I didn't know the Jets score at that point, so I may have been whatever, but I guess it depends on when Sunday night though, too. Mm-hmm. Because of Hell in a Cell. That probably would have affected it. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, so do you well, have anything to like about this game? I mean, I do, because I, I love to play with Tyler Adams. I'm throwing it right there. I, I mean, the, I love the Warriors' goal. And Sasha also, fantastic. Fantastic. I love seeing Warriors score because it's what we hoped was going to happen when he came back. That that was the goal. That You know, the first goal where I felt that the team was kind of Back to normal. They they refound themselves because they just they started playing like the team we remembered that were actually winning games. And Tyler Adams is just a huge part of that. I don't miss Dax anymore. I don't have to because this this kid is just like owning that type of position that Dax played. And uh, yeah, maybe we're only going to enjoy it for a couple years. And I I want to touch on that. 
later on too. Um, but yeah, I just the kid looked he looked absolutely great in this game. Uh, co-assisted on a goal or two, right? I think Sasha had two assists. Sasha had an assist, I believe, on the Felipe goal, which is mm-hmm. I don't know, but I believe he did have an assist on that. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I worked on Midnight Wednesday. Okay, my brain is a little shot in terms of remembering things. <laughs> you, you guys are lucky that I'm even here recording this right now. Honestly, <laughs> just because, just because of brain melt. Yes. So, the fact that I even got up to, or I was able to remember certain things enough to do this is impressive. I, at least in my, in my opinion. So, uh, like I, I think I said that they won. Like I'm not gonna. I, I still think there's a lot of work that they have to do. So no, I, I mean, clearly they're sitting in sixth place. They clearly have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. And this will, this game I think will be a really good test of that. So maybe do you want to just talk about the upcoming game? Sure. So would you want to? We can just lead right into it. I got. I got to come down from the hate for a minute. <laughs> uh, so, for, how about this? First, uh, just real quick summary: two remaining games. Uh, we'll talk about this one in a second. Uh, hosting Atlanta at home and then traveling to DC for the finale, which I may actually go to. Since I plan on being there, I it, for me, I'm just debating if I want to risk sitting with supporters because I feel like they're going to put them up in the. 200 level. More than likely. And I don't trust RFK to not collapse on the, the season fin- or the finale of Red- or DC Night playing there. <laughs> so. But wouldn't, wait, hold on. Would you rather be on this, the, the upper deck and be the crusher or be underneath and be the crush Eid? I don't know. Because I feel like if I'm on a lower level, I have a better shot depending on where the, the collapse starts. I have a better shot of running up the stadium. Because hmm. if you're up, if you're up there, you got to worry about getting down the concourse with everybody else. So you're saying Where, you don't want to fall on top of a bunch of DC fans and squish them like bugs? Well, I mean that would always be preferable, but I'm talking about saving my own life here. <laughs> no, all right. Well, I, so I mean, that, if, you're if thinking I, clearly. If I, it's a, crazy. if I get a seat close to the, to the door, and I and I'm not underneath the rubble directly, then I may have a shot at escaping. That that's my thought process with that, but we'll we'll I'll have to think about that anyway. Uh, Red Bulls will host Atlanta United on uh, Sunday, October fifteenth, five p.m. Eastern time. The game is either on Unimas or Fox Sports One. We don't know which. It's on Fox. I'm. It's it's going to be on Fox Sports One, and everybody, see, don't worry. See, see, here's the problem: the New York Red Bull site says Unimas. Truman looked it up on the MLS app, and it says Fox Sports One. The problem is. They're both supplied by MLS's back end. So that's why I don't know. <laughs> I know Listen, Unimas can't have their games on every, you know, every day. They get their Saturdays. That's it. They've, they've had Sundays before, right? I, I'm telling you right now on the Red Bulls website, it says FS1. Did, did they update it? Sure. They didn't call me a liar because that would just be the most New York Red Bulls thing ever, apparently. <laughs> Even more so than, than no, it's also Unimas. Oh, son of a bitch. God. This is how bad my brain is. I was looking at the goddamn Vancouver line for Unimas. That's the. Oh, God. <laughs> See? At least the game's at five. At least the game's at five. It is. It's five o'clock. That is oh, not, not changing. You had that correct. Oh. All right. Well, predictions. We've got to even ask Pat. Honestly, we will get Pat's prediction for, in here. Yeah. He, there's a, a little matter of uh, first place to finish. Yeah. Uh, so you can go first. What do you think is going to happen on on Sunday? I think the Red Bulls are back. I think they're back. I think they're going to actually show well in the playoffs. I'm just going to put it that way. And I'm going to say 
where do I want to go with this? Atlanta can score, but I like the Red Bulls. I, I'm going to say a 3-1 win for the Red Bulls. What the hell? Last home game of the year. I think the fans are going to be pumped up. Uh, they usually do very well on that uh, home finale. So I, I think they're going to go out with a bang. Uh, hopefully it's not the last time we see them at home this year. Uh, but maybe take no chances. If you can go to the game, definitely go to the game. So, yeah, I I, I, I think Bradley Red Phillips is going to score again. I like Royer scoring again. Why the hell not? Uh, Felipe is not going to score again. All right, He's got two goals this year. He's done. That's it. That, that's all we get out. So he's good. Right. Uh, so let's just say a Sean Davis goal. What the hell? So I just, I just like the idea of them being home. I'm sure it'll be a nice enough day. I, I really think that they're feeling themselves again. Hopefully they got their defense straightened out. Because again, this will be another really good test is playing Atlanta, a team that can clearly score goals. Um, and if, if they can win this and look good, then I like their chances. I like their chances like Seattle fans like their chances, like Portland fans like their chances the past couple of years. And I, I think this is really going to determine it, is playing well against a good team that's ahead of you. I'm going 2-1. I'll be optimistic that they'll win. I just don't think it's going to be – I don't want to say easy is the right word. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a close win. Like either a late goal or they're up two and give up a goal and have to scrap out the defensive side to not give up the, the tying goal. Because if they don't win this, if if they don't win the last game at home in the regular season against a team that they're going to face in the playoffs, more importantly, then that tells me that we're probably not going to advance in the playoffs. I think the only reason the Red Bulls will lose this game is that they take a dive and they just lull Atlanta into a false sense of security. It's like, we know that we're coming for you, so we're just going to lay low and make you think we're okay. They're going to play preseason style and go pure vanilla. I mean, I guess that's the way to do it. Just not sure. Just completely sit back. Park the bus completely, yep. completely 180 from their, their high press style. All right. That's it. I mean, that, that's, that's all I could think of. Yeah. All right. Now, we messed up last week because they did play a home game. That's right. Pat I, and I blew it. We that's blew right. it. I asked you guys about the attendance, didn't I? We, yeah, we, we blew it. We, we uh, totally forgot. We whiffed. So let's not whiff because this may be the last one of the year. This might be it. Well, I already have your your uh, excuse. The Jets are hosting oh, the Patriots. The, the what? The Jets are hosting the Patriots. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I mean, you could make both games. It is possible. That'd be impressive, honestly. And it, there's a chance that you'll know by halftime if you need to leave there. Yeah, I, I would so, say most likely by halftime you'll know. Right, just throw it out. There's a good chance at halftime you go, okay, game over. Although the, the Jets seem to, are, at the last few weeks, are playing to their, their, the level of their opposition, so I don't know. It may not be that, that obvious. But that's, that's my excuse. Jets hosting the, the Patriots. I'm going to say... Hmm, that that's so good. I don't know if I have anything left. I mean, there's nothing, anything else going on Sunday. Um, let's just say that all the Red Bull fans head to DC a week early. I mean, that's and they probably forget that there's a home game. I'm going to throw this out here. Friday the 13th screws everybody up. Hmm, that's true. I don't believe it's a full moon though, right? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. So it can't be that dangerous. That's when I'd be nervous. Yeah, I I haven't really paid attention to when the full moons are supposed to be. Uh, let's see. Well, that's 
Thank you, MoonGiant.com. I really want. <laughs> I really need to see the June, July, August, September moons. Uh, full moon was actually October fifth. So no, it will not be full moon. How about this? How about this? This this is the reason they don't show up because Saturday night is Devils Rangers, and all the Red Bull fans who like Egypt team are going to be so busy fighting on Twitter. They'll be too exhausted to go to the game on Sunday, and they don't want to confront those people in person. How about that? And then they can just fight people on Twitter after the game anyway, so... Right. So there you go. There's another good excuse. Yeah. All right, so with that being said, before we move on to Dumb and Ground, time to get my blood pressure spiking again. <laughs> we, I, I tried to settle you down because we tried to lead off Red Bulls and some happy talk. We could just throw that in the trash. <laughs> throw all the good feelings right in the garbage. Yep. So we almost did it. We uh we won three nothing at home on Friday night. Mm. But then lost in front of maybe what three hundred people? Fifteen people? Sixteen? I'm going three hundred by New York Red Bulls accounting. Which, by the way. That was a sellout against uh, Vancouver. Woo, wow, what a, what a sellout. Man, packed house. So so going by Red Bull ticketing math, uh, I would say that was 1,000 people there for Trinidad and Tobago, United States. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fucking fun. Nope, 2 nothing before you knew it. 2 nothing at the half. I am glad I missed the first half because I would have probably been more angry about everything. I actually, I had, I had the thought, and I probably shouldn't have, but I had the thought um, after they scored the goal in the second half because I hadn't watched the first half. I'm like, all right, I'm doing, I'm doing it again. I'm going to tune into a game in which the team is down to nothing, and they're going to score two goals and tie the game or win or whatever. And I'm going to come on the show. I'm going to thank everybody. I shouldn't have had that fucking thought. Or, or no. sorry, tell everybody to thank me, but I shouldn't have had that thought. Jay, I think when. The Taylor Twelmans and Alexi Lawlesses and all the other pundits of the soccer world start breaking down the excuses and reasons why they failed. I, I think you're going to be right at the bottom. I think you're safe. No, I was no. What I was saying was in my head. I was ready to, to talk about you to thank me for letting the United States come back, like I did, like I did when the Red Bulls won the Open Cup match against Cincinnati. But, no. So, as you heard in the open, Taylor Twelman had a lot to say. That was only excerpts from an eight-minute rant. <laughs> an epic one at that. An epic one, where he basically went after everybody. Fans, players, coaches, Gladi, everybody. So, yeah. United States not making the World Cup for the first time since 1986. A fun time to head. Yep. And wasting a fucking generation of players, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know quite know where to begin at this point. What, what can you talk about that has been said? Who do you blame that has not already been blamed? Um, I'm good. I mean, can I? Panama, right? For not scoring a goal that was counted? Sure. I mean, if, if people want to look at that, <laughs> it's such a. It's quite the bogus way to not qualify, but that is not an excuse. That is not I the mean, reason this team. In fairness, that that way is worse than Ireland losing Terry Henry's handball. Oh yeah, like at least Henry's handball was obvious. This wasn't right. And before, okay, let's. We are going to get back on the U.S. bash train. Why is there no VAR? In, in World Cup qualifying. Because it hasn't in, been proven yet. In the most important, in these insanely important games, that there is no goal line technology, that there's nothing. That, that right there is completely insane. I was going to say goal line technology should be implemented worldwide at this point. You've had what, like two full years of English Premier League to prove it out, that it works? Mm-hmm. I, guess I mean, flat cost. out, in, insane. I guess the issue is cost, because you look at 
countries like Trinidad and Tobago, like look at their stadium. Could they actually handle? Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to make fun of Trinidad and Tobago, but honestly, like if you look at their stadium, can they handle technology of that? FIFA, I, I don't know what goes into it. FIFA is a bajillion dollar. Yeah, but that requires money to actually corporation, it, not the people that want it. Well, right. I don't. I I don't care. It. it I'm it's not ridiculous. disagreeing with you. I'm unfortunately. I hate that we're talking about this game because that's not why the U.S. is in the World Cup. But... I know. I know. I'm going to start with this, Bruce Arena. Fuck you and your stupid excuses of where you played is why you lost. The bullshit at Red Bull Arena, which we've talked to death already. First, he runs his mouth about, oh, not playing in New York. Then he he wants to blame, well, it wasn't a a full full stadium of fans. Then we went to Orlando. Oh, see, it's all pro-U.S. It's taxi. That's why we won. They played in front of like 15 people on Tuesday. That was not a hostile environment at all. Oh, water on the field. Are you are you baseball players? That that had an effect? And him coming out saying, Oh, we didn't do really anything wrong. What? You did everything wrong. There's a fucking there's a fucking home goal. Yeah, you did everything wrong. Everything. But but nothing went wrong. Uh, he, he's so out, he's so out of his mind and I mean, he is not coming back, obviously. And he is not reason number one. Because <laughs> Klisman started this madness. So maybe you can, uh, for this this qualifying, maybe you can put him at number one and maybe Bruce Arena too. But, oh my God, the, the bullshit that he spouted in these past two qualifying uh, weekends was absolutely ridiculous. So the, I just want to lead off with that. I'm tired of his face. I hate his face. I hate his face so much. And it's just, just mm, bullshit excuses. Bullshit. That is how I was reacting to the Red Bulls, by the way. Just like incomprehensible. Just, but yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like I, it, it didn't hit me how bad this really gets until after this game was over. Because Matt Miazga is what, like 24, 25 at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, Where was he? He, he, was under, he was under the 23s at least a few years ago. So he's actually probably close to like 26, 27 at this point. Jesus Christ. Is he really that young or old, I should say? I feel like he's younger. Uh, 22. Jesus Christ. I have no sense of age, apparently. <laughs> um, but it was Steve Cangelosi put out a tweet, and he goes, who does Christian Pulisic uh, team with up top in four years? My first thought was Bobby Wood, and I went to look him up, and Bobby Wood's going to be in his 30s when the next World Cup is around. Like, really? Who won this team was under 25? With like legitimate starter under twenty five, aside from Polsic. Mm. Oh, Jermaine Jones, right? He's a young guy. We kept bringing him back because he's young, oh, right? You mean the guy who basically said, "Ha ha, you guys all suck for making fun of us earlier." Yeah, because that's the way to act as a United States national team player. Um, but yeah, like we have no young players that are established in the national team. So now the next four years basically gets to be a rebuilding in which we're probably not going to qualify again because we don't have the experience. Right? Because who, who from that game that played in Mexico was going to be around? Polsic. Who else? Yeah. Maybe Bobby Wood? If we're lucky? I mean, because Bob, Bobby Tim Wood Howard, has his body Tim Howard, done. Done. Well, should be. So it should be done. All of them, done. Right. But like, Bobby Wood, like, throws his body around. You think he's going to survive in Bundesliga for four years? No. And, and be able to play against Mexico in a physical game in CONCACAF where the ref says, fuck you, I'm not calling anything. <laughs> like, the United States has nobody, and it sucks. 
Well, who wants to go to Qatar anyway? Qatar, however you want to say it. I don't. Oh, oh they were going to get uh, the air conditioning. Oh, we know. They're not going to do that. They're going to play at night now, so it's okay. or the winter, so it's okay. It's not going to be as hot. Cool. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Russia, a Russia, Russia, country. Russia money on uh, building stadiums properly, though. Well, I mean, they use slave labor, so that's awesome, right? Yeah. And they, they basically use slave labor. Uh, they basically have terrible human rights issues. Let's let's go there. Well, that's a whole other story. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just going to go off on a tangent, I guess, right? Just tangent talk. The Red no. Bull tangent. <laughs> this, there's so much to be angry about. I'm not going to talk about uh, pay to play because I'm not the one to talk about that. I, I I'm just not the guy. You know, maybe Pat's the guy. Maybe we had a guest on. That'd be the guy. You've all heard. You've all heard enough. But God, there's there's so much there's so much wrong with U.S. soccer right now. We've seen it over the years. Again, what's everybody said? Oh man, we hope we can, uh, you know, compete with the middling countries, the middling nations. Those are the ones we're going to get the big victories on. Because that's all this team is right now. It's like, oh, let's celebrate beating the the Netherlands. Great, cool. That and consider that a victory. Well, that's not enough anymore. It's not enough when you're the the, the freaking richest country in the world, with which should be a pool, a gigantic pool of players. We're this massive country. We should be getting tons of great players, and we're just not doing that. And that's that's really where it starts. It's just not getting these kids into the game. Problem number one, right there. And then, do you want to add anything to that before I go off on my my biggest tangent? Just do it. I'm sick and tired of MLS sending young future American stars to Europe too early. I hate it. They see money and gone. And Matt Miazka is a perfect example of that. Perfect example. How many games is he playing right now? For Chelsea? None. Yeah. Is he still at Chelsea? Do we even know? No, he's, he's on Have loan. you seen him? He's on loan. He, sorry, he played two games for Chelsea when he first started there. Right now he is Great. playing for SBV Matisse. That plays out of the Eredivisie in the uh, Netherlands. Cool. So he couldn't stay in MLS for another couple years? They're head and shoulders above MLS? He couldn't be home developing with maybe other American players. Hey, I I said when he when the deal happened, I said who won and lost. I said the Red Bulls won because they got money, Chelsea won because they got a prospect, and Miazga lost because he left MLS development. Yep, because he was going to go to Chelsea I, and then be stuck on their bench or yeah. get loaned out to lower sides that didn't matter anyway. Horrible, horrible. It, it, that's what the league sees. The league sees cash and like, oh, let's cash in. It's cash in. It's going to happen to Tyler Adams. We know that, right? I, I it's going it. to happen. Two years from now, he's gone. Right. Yeah. It's going to happen. We all just have to be ready. Man, we'll be lucky if it's two years, Jay. It might be a year. He might play one more year, and they'll go. Ah, let's let's send him. Let's send him to another big club that he won't play for. Not everybody is Christian Pulisic, right? Not everybody can do that and and play well over there. Well, he also grew up in the German system. So right. Difference. Right. That's what I'm saying. Not everybody is like him. When you have guys here. Do we do we want to improve Major League Soccer? If we want to improve the league and American soccer, have these guys stay and grow a little bit longer. Listen, if they're going to go to the bigger clubs, which we will never, ever, ever, ever compete with in Germany and, and England and Spain, that's fine. That's totally fine. Let them go. But let them go when you think they're actually going to play. How long did it take Landon Donovan to actually land with a, a team and actually get minutes? It took the second half of his career. And that was only with Everton. And that was, you know? a, that was a loan. It wasn't even a full. Right, right. That wasn't a full transfer. He went to Germany, and what happened? He played, let's see, so I have his page up. He played from 99 to 2005. So 99. To 2000, he played for Bayer Leverkusen 2. The reserve, so the, the, the lower Bayern team, 28 games. 
2000-2005, Bayer Leverkusen, seven appearances. Comes back, gets loaned to San Jose, plays eight, 87 games in four years. LA, 247 games in 10 years. And including that, he goes to back to he goes to Bayern Munich for a six-game loan spell and two Everton loan spells totaling 17 games. But that was 2010-2012 when he was established. But when he came back to the U.S., did he not turn into one of the greatest U.S. players of all time? He did. Okay. Here's, here's, the, here's my counterpoint to that. Everybody's different. So for some players, going abroad early is a good thing. For some players, it's not. Miazga is an example for it's not. The last, year he was, the last year was the Red Bulls. He played well. And he played well enough to get an eye from Chelsea, but he wasn't the best defender in the league. So and he never should have gone to Chelsea. He, so I, I don't blame the Red Bulls for selling when the iron was hot because, God forbid, a year later he's injured and is off the shelf and nobody's going to take him. You take the money when you can. But it's up to Miazga to understand at some point that I'm going to do better if I stay here a few more years and develop and actually get playing time. Right. And and don't forget MLS controls all the, the trades, all the transfers, all the contracts. So if that wasn't the case and it was just the Red Bulls, they get mad at the Red Bulls. But the league controls everything. They control who stays and who goes and who plays where. Plain and simple. MLS so they, they're allowing it to happen. Is, the, the name on the contract is literally MLS. It is not the Red Bulls. Right. Yeah, so they, they are the ones approving this. And that has to it has to stop. If there is a kid coming out that is an absolute dynamo, that is just an unbelievable player at 18, 19 years old, and he is unstoppable in MLS – then let him go. Let him go play for a big club. That's fine. But if this kid's like, well, he has potential, maybe he should stay here for a couple years. And I think, again, Miazga, I think, is a big example of that. Hopefully, he is developing and he can start playing. on. Well, he will be on the national team roster before you know it. I think there's a question of that. Um, I mean, at this point, he should be. but Right, because the, the clean out is coming and it's coming hard. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you want to add? I don't know. Fuck this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, just so everyone knows, we're not the professionals. This is just fan anger, fan takes. You could totally say I'm wrong about sending players to Europe. I, I don't care. This is just my opinion. I mean, there's just so many goddamn problems. It's just it, it's everything. Like the pay to play is one thing because my understanding of how the systems work is to get notice to play for independent academies slash travel teams, which you pay to get into. So unless you're really good and you get a scholarship to those, you're not getting noticed, right? Which means you have to be lucky enough to go through high school and college and get noticed there. But if you go through college, you're already 21, 22, but then you come out, which means you're behind the development curve because you haven't been training with a professional team. Right. Because the rest of the goddamn world has people, have literally kids signing contracts at 12 and 13 years old. Even though they're not playing on the senior team, they're signing contracts at 12 and 13. That's why Argentina has good players. That's why... Spain has good players. That's why England, as much as they don't perform well on the international stage, have good players. That's why Germany have good players. They actually, like, and I, I don't remember if this is part of the thing I put in the opening, but Truman said it. When they failed the Euros in 2000, the top two leagues and the FA in, Europe, in Germany got together and created a 10-year plan to make the national team better. And then they won a World Cup. Not saying that we're going to win a World Cup in 10 years, but no, there needs and, to be and massive improvement. It's not necessarily what's going to work for us. Because right. here's, here's, the, here's the counterpoint to all this. We are a very unique nation when it comes to soccer. Almost every other soccer powerhouse in the, in the world, soccer is the first and only sport. Right. 
it is not even the third sport here in terms in terms of attendance is getting better. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of youth involvement, it's probably it's probably maybe third, if not fourth. Well, I, I would say this in, for youth. Maybe it's I, 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 maybe okay. it's one of the tops, but here's the problem. Okay, but, 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 but there's a lot of recreational there. I'm not. I'm, I'm right, right, better. right. And and my point was going to be when a kid wants to be an athlete and he wants to go to college and be an athlete and he wants to become a professional athlete. MLS is not where the money is because as as a nation, the, the perception or condition is if you want to make the make the big money, you do well in high school. As an athlete, you do well in high school. You do well in college, sign as a top prospect out of the draft, develop a few years in the pros, and then boom, you're off. And that's and for some people, you can skip the college part and go right from high school. But for the most part, that's how it's how it's viewed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big every every few years when the debate gets brought up on the NBA and the draft age, everybody's all for increasing it because of their kids. Soccer, the rest of the world's like fuck that. They're sixteen. They're they're all into drink. We can yeah. play it. <laughs> You're sixteen. Oh, that's an old guy. That's an old player. You can start to to work, smoke, and drink. Of course, we're gonna put him in the fucking field. Why not? We'll put him in the, we'll put him in the Premier League at, at left back against Chelsea. And it's right. Yeah, at least get a, a a first round cup game. You know. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot. I think that is maybe the biggest piece. And there's a lot of small pieces in there, but the biggest piece is how we as a nation develop youth talent compared to the rest of the world. Because we are not, as much as there are competitive youngsters that we have in this country, they aren't at the level that their counterparts are in Europe. And that's why, or even South America, because that's why we're losing in the playoff of world of Olympic qualifying and having even go to the playoff Olympic qualifying. Right. Yeah, that, that's you, bad you sign. Think, number one is you, when we were, we're not qualifying for the Olympics <laughs> with the, with the population we have in this country, even, and even counting for the fact that the other sports that are going to draw kids away, that we should still have roughly the same amount of kids in the youth development like the real youth development as like say England, but we don't. Yeah. Again, with a country this big, you're, you're telling us you can't amass the same amount of decent talent. And it's one thing to to get all the talent when they're like 13 and then they just, they don't fit. They don't work because it happens. Right. Like the, the the amount of kids you're going to have that go through say, United States youth team from under 14 or 15, whatever the youngest is, up to the national, the, the senior team, it's not going to happen. Like you're going to, you'll be lucky if you get a consistent, like, 10 out of that crop every year. That could do at the senior level. But we don't. I have an idea. I have it. I figured it out. I solved it right now. What this country needs is a soccer reality show because that's all anyone pays uh, pays attention to anymore in the United States. It's reality TV. We have a soccer reality TV. You get the 50 best people from the 50 states. And we have them play down to 11, and that's how we get our national team. How about that? Right? Because everyone wants to be on TV, and everyone wants to be on a reality star. That's how we're going to get the best in the, in the world. America's next top striker. Yeah, we need a title. Someone needs someone need to send us uh, your show titles. And I apologize that we're not answering all your tweets, replying to your tweets uh, tonight about this game, about the U.S. failure, because there was a lot. There's a ton. And you're all mad, and we get it. Well, it helped that I was egging people on from our account. <laughs> <laughs> you were just pushing the button over and over again? <laughs> I sort of was. You are poking him, poking I the bear? Was, I was active. Come on. Get angry. Come on. The one thing I will say is... And this one wasn't even directed at us. I just jumped on it. Uh, John Fusa, J, at JFU, JFusion67. The United States men's team just became the Red Bulls. And I responded, what, from our account, at least the Red Bulls make the playoffs. That's right. 
Right, we make it. We may not win it, but we're there. So, all right, I'm done talking about this. I got yeah, it's, it's 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 frustrating. It's frustrating again. What can we talk about that you guys haven't already heard? Uh, another team having to travel when they shouldn't be. Actually, no, oh. not another team. The same team. Oh, you must be talking about the dumping ground. I am talking about dumping ground because that's all we have left. Well, 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 Smurf fans, you're moving again. I Jay, here's my dilemma. I, I am a Mets. With this too. I am a Mets fan. Okay. And I do not like the New York Yankees. And I know a lot of you do. And I totally get it. I'm just a Mets fan. So, of course, my job is to dislike the Yankees. But this is where I'm torn. The more the Yankees do well, the more it screws NYCFC. Because they have to play at City Field in their last home game of the year. And that is hilarious. What sucks is that the Mets were also on in the playoffs. So they would have to get pushed back even further. But it is hysterical. That yet again, their home field is not going to be their actual home field. Absolutely hilarious. Now, their fans don't know where Red Bull Arena is. How are they ever going to find City Field? How? Do you think they've heard of the 7 train? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is the Queen it's gonna be tough in New York City anymore? It's going to be tough. Didn't, didn't Queens like succeed from New York City become its own city or something like that? Uh, no, but that would that would be fun if they did. <laughs> also, do you realize that NYCFC will now be like the third team to call City Field home this year? Who else played? Because the other team was the Tampa Bay Rays. Really? Who are the home team against the Yankees this year? Jesus Christ! Yeah. They were they were a home team against the Yankees at City Field. The Mets Mets will take anybody. Apparently, they want the money. They need it. I mean, they, they but I don't know. Question game with like a Greece team or something like that. Sure, but if we're talking, I mean, we're talking games where the teams are playing in the standings for four points, four wins. This is not the third team to call City Field home. I don't know. I find it funny. I find it hilarious that they have to play uh, not at Yankee Stadium again, and hopefully it screws them screws with them again. If the Yankees somehow make the World Series, I hope somewhere in there it messes with them. I, I can only hope. Uh, maybe they can play a home game. I don't know in Albany or something. All right, you want to hear something funny? Sure. Red Bull Arena to downtown New York City, eleven miles. Mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium to downtown Manhattan, 11.9 miles. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. City Field to downtown New York, 11.4. Hmm. That's driving, 11.4. Red Bull Arena, going by Google, is the longest driving time, but still the shortest distance. Traffic, baby, traffic. Yeah. Getting that Lincoln Tunnel is tough. But so whenever they play at Ripple Arena or City Field, they're technically closer to downtown Manhattan than they are at Yankee Stadium. Hey, you can see downtown Manhattan, just saying, from Red Bull Arena. Yep. I don't know. I, 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 I'm just having some good laughs. It's, it's, it's good to laugh at a team that's doing better than us this year. We need it. Uh, Pirlo is finally going to uh, retire. I mean, he he retired two years ago, but now it's actually going to be official. I mean, I guess at least they're playing a stadium that's blue. Sure, not their yeah. blue though. No, but it's at least a blue. Yeah. And I I believe they'll get to play on a full sized field too. So they may, they might not be used to that either. Yeah, I mean, City Field doesn't have to worry about the pitcher's mound. So right at this point, you know, you know what's great about all this though. Where was MLS looking to build a stadium before NYC came in? Yeah. When I was the early right Cosmos talk. Door. That early Cosmos talk. Right next door. Yep. Well, hopefully they'll end up in um, Long Island or something. That's the next stop, Belmont. 
Make it happen. Which Belmont? Wait, that's Belmont Avenue. That's not Belmont, New York. <laughs> Are you going to do the math again? <laughs> yes, I am. Because I still have it up. I uh, think they should play at the horse track in the middle of the horse track with the horses going around them. Riveting. This is riveting, Jay. You're going to cut all this out. Cut, he's cutting all the typing out. Don't worry. Uh, 19.3 miles. Yeah. So that's even farther away. Nice. From Belmont Park. Oh, and if anyone's wondering who the terrible team of the week is, guess who? It's America. That's who. I mean, it has to be, right? Right. There's no one even close. I don't care if a team lost 20 to nothing in, in Major League Soccer. I wouldn't even care. Good job, America. Yep, you stink. You, you just stink. Chance, you had a chance to be the world police at the world at the World Cup, and you failed. Yep. Yeah, Russia. Who cares anyway? I'm sure there's somebody can find a conspiracy in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, for they, sure. They try hard enough. For sure. Or, or not even hard enough. Uh, how about we take this one home? Uh, Pat will hopefully have a rant at some point. He's our U.S. guy anyway. He's going to be, yeah. he's going to make more sense than we did. Yeah, he he probably have his own little mini episode. So watch out for that. Yep. But yeah, let's wrap this one up. Uh, visit us oncemetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Patreon.com slash red bull rant through a few bucks our way. Help us support the show. Red bull rant at gmail.com. Which I'm kind of surprised we didn't get any emails about the U.S. actually. But I guess everybody was too distraught. Yep. Uh, if you want to call us, leave a voicemail, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACDA2 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, anywhere you can find a podcast, basically. Last words before we get out of here. Well, Pat's not here, so I will say thanks, Will Martin. And, uh, hey, Red Bulls, don't, uh, we need the good vibes back, so why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, win there? Yeah, uh, win would be nice. So, for Truman and myself, this is episode number 244 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out!